All right. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, well, glad you could make it. That was a surprise. All right. Well, let me ask you this. Tyrone, do you have everything that you need? Everything. You have it? Yeah, kind of? Okay. What about you, Demetrius? Do you have everything that you need? No? Okay, all right. What are you missing? There's some things that you need or want. There's a difference. Need and want. Well, let me tell you this. All of us in here right now, all of us, including you, Demetrius, we do. We have everything that we need. What I mean by that is this. Jesus. We have Jesus. Jesus is everything that we need. Everything. Okay, so we're going to start. Go to, go to 2 Peter. Look at 2 Peter. And then look at our verse 1. Okay, 2 Peter, verse 1. 2 Peter. I'm sorry. 2 Peter, chapter 1, verse 2. Okay, look at 2 Peter, chapter 1, verse 2. Okay, it says, Grace and peace be yours in abundance through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Okay, I'm going to read uh, a different version here. Listen, listen to what, I, what I'm going to read. I pray that God will be kind to you and will let you live in perfect peace. May you keep learning more and more about God and our Lord Jesus. See? May you keep learning more and more about God and our Lord Jesus. So, when you learn more and more about God and Jesus, that first part there says, God will be kind to you and will let you live in perfect peace. See? Having everything that you need. Because when, when we feel like we don't have everything that we need, we get, we get kind of frustrated. We get kind of upset. We get kind of angry. We get kind of like, ah, oh, I don't, I don't, ah. Oh. Okay, so like maybe Demetrius, maybe, maybe you're asking for something. Maybe there's something that you want and you, you're trying to ask for it. Can I, can I have that? Or, or you want to go somewhere or you want to do something or you want to, you know, just anything. The same, same with you, uh, Tyrone and Alexandria. See, when you, when you ask for something and you don't get it right away, how does that make you feel? Happy? Alexandria? How does that make you feel? When you ask for something and you don't get it right away, how does that make you feel? Mad? Yeah, it does. But right here, Jesus is saying, God is saying, you will have perfect peace because you have Jesus in you. You have Jesus. You have Christ. All right. Now, if, if I call your name, raise your hand. Uh, Tyrone. Okay. Alexandria. Okay. Demetrius. Okay. Sean, or Sharon. 
Okay. Olivia. Olivia. No Olivia. All right. John. Okay. Eva. All right. Okay. See, when, when, I, when I called your name, you knew your name. What about God? Who knows God? What, what did he call himself? What, what, did he call, what was God's name when he called himself? Anybody know? Okay. Let's go to Exodus. Okay, go to Exodus. Exodus chapter 3. Exodus chapter 3. And go to verse 14. Okay, Exodus chapter 3 and then verse 14. So, who sent Moses to Egypt to help set free the Israelites? Who, who sent Moses? Okay, God. Now, look right here in, four, in verse 14. God said to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. So one of the names for God is, is what? Alexandria, what is one of the names for God? Who did he say right here? He says, tell them this person sent you. What did he say? Tell them who? Yeah. Tell them. Look. Tell them. God, look at 14. God said to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. I am. God spoke to Moses. Now, when God said that his name was I Am, what do you think he meant by that? What do you think he meant by, by that when he said I Am? Number one is that he meant that, that he is the God who, who has always existed and will always exist. It's what he, was, what he was trying to point out. He was saying that I am the God that always existed. And then I am the, the God that will always exist. That's why he said, tell them, I am has sent you. So I am, that's what, that, what he's saying about himself. Now, this is what God is also saying here. Look, he's saying that, he's saying that, I am the almighty God. And then he's also saying that I am the one who will meet all your needs. And then he's also saying, don't be afraid. I am your courage. I am your wisdom. I am your strength. I am your patience. So God is saying, I am whatever you need. Demetrius, what's your, what's your personality? Are you outspoken? Are you shy? Okay. So, let's say God spoke to you and said, Demetrius, I want you to go. I want you to go 
like, like he spoke to Moses right here. I want you to go to Pharaoh to, to set the slaves free, which is the Israelites. How would you do it? How would you do it? Could you do it? Could you do it? You could do it? Okay. Tyrone? What about you? If God spoke to you and said, Tyrone, Tyrone, I want you to go to Kirtland High School and I want you to tell all the students that I am has sent you. To tell the students that my son Jesus is coming back. And to tell the students that they need to get saved. That they need to accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior. I want you to do this for me, Tyrone. Now go. Go. What would you do? <laughs> Could you do it? Would it be hard or would it be easy? Yeah, it'd be hard. I mean, any, any one of us, God speaks to us and He tells us to go do His work for Him. So, when, when Moses was, was told to go to Egypt, did you know that Moses was really shy? He wasn't outspoken. He didn't know where to start. He didn't know how to do it. That's why God said, I am who I am. And then tell them, I am has sent you. Because Moses needed strength. So God was telling Moses, I am your strength. I will give you strength. Moses needed wisdom. So God said, I am your wisdom. I will give you wisdom. You know what? Yesterday, I went to uh, Tractor Supply. I went over there and I, I, I've been looking for a chain for my chainsaw. And all, I, I found out that all these chains that go on these chainsaw, they're different. They're not all the same. Because I bought one, I thought it was going to fit my chainsaw. And I, I went to go put it on, it was too short. It wouldn't fit. So I took it back, got my money back. And then I needed to find a certain one. So I went to a tractor supply yesterday. And they've been, they've been out. They haven't restocked it yet. But when I went yesterday, there was one right there. It was sitting right there. That's the one that I needed. So I went to go get it, and when I went to go pull it off, I couldn't because they had it locked up. They had it locked up. So I turned around, and there was only one register open. And I, and I thought, okay, um, let me get in line. So I got in line. I was, the, I was the third person to be checked out. And here there was that person that was at the register, she was going through all, all kinds of stuff and receipts and um, price check and it was taking a long time. And I, and, and, and I thought to myself, all right, God, you're testing my patience. I'll, I'll just be patient. I'll just wait patiently. And then, there was, and then there was a man in front of me and then he goes, then another lady shows up on the other side. And then, and then she goes over there. He goes over there to that register. So then I was right behind that lady. I thought she was going to be finished. And then, nope. Took forever again. So I thought, well, let me just go behind that man because he's probably going to be checked out quicker. So I got out. I went behind him. And then just when I got behind him, he started getting real picky about his order. And, and it took a long time. And then that lady, right when I got behind him, that lady left. And then that line on that side started going down. 
Then I thought, oh, I'll just stand here. And then he finally checked out. Then when he checked out, it got to me, and I told the cashier, I need that chain. Can you unlock it? And then give me that chain. She goes, I don't know if I have a key. So we went over there. She tried to open it. It wouldn't open. And she goes, well, let me go call somebody for you. Just wait right here. So they had to call somebody. So I had to wait another five minutes right there. Finally, the guy came over. He opened it and got me the chain. Then I turned around and then both registers. There was a long line. That man, says, that man told me, he goes, I'll put your chain right here at this register, but, but you have to get back in line. So I had to go all the way, way back in line again. And I had to stand there and wait all the way. Finally, I got through, got my chain, checked out, and I went home. Patience. See, the Lord God, He says, I am your patience. I will give you patience. So when I was just standing there, all I kept thinking to myself was, thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And I just, I just stood there. Yeah, I could have got mad. I could have got frustrated. You know, but see, God's name, he says, I am. I am. And then just like we read from the beginning, grace and peace. To given to you, the more you know and learn about Jesus and God, He will help you in all these things, whatever it is that, that you need help in. Because there's another scripture that everybody always goes to in Philippians. Philippians chapter 4, verse 13. What does that say? Do you know, Tyrone? Philippians chapter 4. If you find it, what does it say? Philippians chapter 4. Look at verse 13. Okay? Are you there? What does it say? I can do this through Him who gives me strength. See, the great I am. I am. God is saying that I am strength. I am the one that can give you strength. So like uh, Tyrone, did you get a chance to play football this year? No? Okay. Do you miss it? Okay. Who gives you that strength to, to do good on the field? Is it Demetrius? Does he help you? Okay. Who gives you that strength? Yeah. God does. See, God says, I am strength. I am the one that gives you strength. So when you get back on the football field, right here it says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Thank you, God. You are the one that gives me the strength. To do what I do. I am. The name of God. And he meets all our needs. He meets all our needs. Every single one of us. Every single one of us. Now. Jesus. Also is the great I am. Jesus is also. The great I am. Because Jesus is God and then Jesus is the one who meets all our needs go to John look at John chapter 10 and then look at verse 30 John chapter 10 
And then look at verse 30. Okay. And right here it says, look at, what does it say here? I, so who, who is I here? Jesus. He says, I and the Father are one. I and the Father are one. Remember, God gave up everything in heaven and came into this world as a man, as Jesus. Jesus Christ is the one who meets all our needs. So, here are some things right here. Look, listen. Jesus Christ is our power. The power of God and the wisdom of God. So just like we said right there in Philippians chapter 4, verse 13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Jesus Christ is our power. And then remember God's name, I am. So I am strength. I am can give you strength. Wisdom, God gives us wisdom. Love, God gives us love. Because God is love. So when he says, I am, I am love. And he gives us love. Who is that love that he gave us? Jesus. Jesus Christ, the one who loves all people. And now Jesus lives in me. He lives in you as well. And he is my love. He is our peace also. Jesus Christ is our peace. He gives us peace. And then Jesus Christ is our joy. And because of Him, we have joy. We have joy all because of Him. And then Christ is our patience. Just like I mentioned, that I talked about. You know, patience. All these things. We can, we can relate to God because He's I am. Our deliverer. Our Redeemer, our righteousness, our light, our power, truth, our rest. When we're tired, we can go to God and He, can, he will give us rest. Our freedom, we have freedom in God. Humility, hope. There's so many things that that, that we, can, we can find in God. So that question that I ask you, do you have everything that you need? Do you have everything that you want? You're probably thinking the world, but really, all we need, if you, have, if you know God, and if you have Jesus, that is all you need. Jesus. He, then He gives you all these things. Peace. Love, joy, wisdom. How many of you, um, I think Alexandria has, you, you, you bought a, a drawer. She bought a drawer. When you bought that drawer, did it come where you could just pull out your drawer and then put your clothes in there? Or did you have to put it together? Okay? And when you had to put it together, how did you do it? Instructions. instructions. Yeah. You had to read the, the instructions in order to put it together. And then she put it all together. If you didn't read the, the instructions, you would have got lost, and then your drawers might have been upside down. See? God has given us His Word, the Bible. That's like an instruction book. Spell Bible for me. Demetrius, spell Bible. B-I-B-L-E. Okay. What does that, what does that, what, what can you translate that into? Look, B-I-B-L-E. B stands for basic. Yes, very good. Like an instruction booklet for all of us to know 
to help us in our everyday life. Now, so knowing these things, knowing these things, we need to know the truth. Okay? We need to know the truth, which is the Word of God. And then we need to claim the truth. We need to get a hold of it. Okay? We need to get a hold of it. And then last, we need to live it. Live it. Because when we don't live it, Satan tries to get in our head and tell us, Oh no, you can't do it. You can't, you can't, you can't be happy. He tries to take that joy away from us. Let's read about a man here. This man, his name is Gideon. How many of you know Gideon? Go to Judges. Okay, go to Judges. I want you to follow along on this in this on this story here. Go to Judges. And go to chapter 6. Okay, Judges chapter 6. You know, as, as you're looking for Judges chapter 6, it should be towards the beginning, the beginning of the book. So we, we all know Moses, correct? All right, you, you know Moses? Okay, you know what Moses did, right? How many of you all, you, do you all know what Moses did? Okay, he, he set the Israelites free by the help of God. God told him to do it, he obeyed God, and he did it. Alright? Now God used Moses, spoke through him, worked through him, and, and, and the, the Israelites were, were set free. Now look look at Gideon here. Look at Gideon here. Did you guys find it? What what chap what page is it on, uh, Tyrone? 194. So go to page one ninety-four. Alexandria. Look at Judges. Chapter 6. I'm going to read verse 1. I'm going to continue all the way down. Verse 1 says that the Israelites did evil in the eyes of the Lord. And for seven years he gave them into the hands of the Midianites. Oh my gosh. The Israelites did what? What did they do? What did they do? Evil. Yeah, what did they do? Yell it out, come on. Yeah, they, they, they did evil. Think about it, look. In Exodus, the Israelites were held as slaves by the Egyptians for a long time. And then finally, God comes and he uses Moses to set the Israelites free from slavery out of Egypt. And then they travel and they travel and then they made it to the promised land. They made it there. Now look what they're doing there. The Israelites did evil in the eyes of the Lord and for seven years he gave them into the hands of the Midianites. So every year, every year, every year, they kept messing up, messing up. Now, look at verse 2. Because the power of Midian was so oppressive, the Israelites prepared shelters for themselves in mountain clefts, caves, and strongholds. Whenever the Israelites planted their crops, the Midianites... Amalekites and other eastern people invaded the country. They camped on the land and ruined the crops all the way to Gaza and did not spare a living thing for Israel, neither sheep nor cattle nor donkeys. So in other words, what's happening here? They were being bullied. They were being bullied. The Israelites were being bullied. 
I think um, last year, like um, so, like Tyrone and Demetrius, you got you guys planted some corn, right? Did you? And and you put a lot of work into it. You probably did, right? You had to pick the the the, the weeds out and do all kinds of stuff and water it and make it grow. Now, what if you what if you did that and you make you made everything grow like that? And then somebody comes in and takes it all away from you. Destroys it. Steals it. How would that make you feel? All that hard work. How would that make you feel? How would that make you feel, Alexandria? You planted corn. How would that make you feel? Man. That's what's happening right here to the Israelites. They're being bullied by the Amalekites, the Midianites. Now, look, let's go down. Let's go down here. Let's go forward. Look at verse 7. When the Israelites cried out to the Lord because of Midian, He sent them a prophet who said, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. I brought you up out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. I rescued you from the hand of the Egyptians, and I delivered you from the hand of all your oppressors. I drove them out before you and gave you their land. Look at verse 10 right here. I said to you, I am the Lord your God. Do not worship the gods of the Amorites in whose land you live, but you have not listened to me. So we're in Judges. We're in Judges chapter 6. Judges chapter 6. Wow. The Israelites. God sent them free from slavery. Now, they're living in evil, disobeying God, worshiping other gods. They've really turned away. They've really turned away. So, Judges chapter 6. Okay, look at verse 11 here. The angel of the Lord came and sat down under the oak in the Ophrah that belonged to Joash, the Abazarite, where his son Gideon was threshing wheat in a winepress to keep it from the Midianites. When the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, he said, The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. So God, in Exodus, God spoke to who? Moses. To free the Israelites out of Egypt. Right? Now, right here, who is God speaking to now? Gideon. He's speaking to Gideon to help the Israelites from being picked on by these other people in the land that they were in. Now, look at verse uh, 13. Pardon me, my Lord, Gideon replied, but if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? Where are all his wonders that our ancestors told us about when they said, did not the Lord bring us out, out of Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us and given us into the land, into the hand of Midian. 14. The Lord turned to him and said, Go in the strength you have and save Israel out of Midian's hand. Am I not sending you? Okay, look, Moses. He was shy. He, he, he didn't speak too well. But God used him. Remember God said, 
I am is the one who will send you. And then God said, tell them, I am has sent you. The name of God, I am. So when you think of God, I am your strength. That's what he said. That's his name. I am your peace. I am your wisdom. I am your your love. I am your patience. See, all these things, all these things, that's why God says, I am. Hit the name of God. Because all these things, that's who He is. From the beginning to the end. That's who God is. And that's the God that spoke to Moses. That's the God that spoke to Gideon right here. But Gideon was really, he was really, you know, just like he said right here. He goes, well, where were you? Where were you? You know, if, if, you're, if you're God and you're speaking to me, telling me to do this, where were you all these years? Where were you? Now, look what, it, um, look what Gideon said. Look at verse 16. I mean, 15. 15, right here. Gideon says, Pardon me, my Lord. Gideon replied, But how can I save Israel? My clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least in my family. So now how is Gideon looking at himself? Weak. How is he looking at himself? He's looking at himself right here as being the lowest. Like, I can't do it. I can't do it. See, like Rico, if, if God spoke to you and said, Rico, now I want you to go and I want you to share my word with the people. It might be out there somewhere. You know, you're probably going to think to yourself, what, me, now? I'm, I'm not ready yet. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. I don't know where to start. I don't know, you know, a whole lot. You know, all these things could go through our mind, your mind. But God says, I am. Whatever, whatever you're, you're, you're looking at yourself, if you say like, I can't, God says, I am your strength. Because in Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So if you feel like, oh, I, I'm too weak, I can't do it. No. God is your strength. Yeah, we can't do it ourselves. Only through Christ and only because of God that we can do it. I could never, ever be up here because I looked at myself as unworthy. I looked at myself as, as, as you know, just full of sin. I looked at myself as, as just, you know, how, how can God use somebody like me? Is how I looked at myself. But that was the devil speaking to me in my mind, putting all those things in my head. But when I opened up the Bible and began to read God's Word, I thought, whoa, wait a minute. That's not how God sees me. That's not how God looks at me. That's not how God talks about me. And, and, and I began to change. See that Bible? Basic instruction before leaving earth. It's an instruction booklet for all of us to read. The more we read it, the more we gain strength, the more we get to know God and Jesus and what we can do. Every single one of you in here, God has called to do something great. But if you just sit there and don't listen and don't move, you'll never experience what God can do through you. 
I mean, I, I look at every single one of you in here. Every single one of you. God is going to do something great through each and every one of you. So just like, just like Gideon right here. Just like Moses. He did something great through Moses. But you know what? When, 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 when um, the Israelites reached the promised land, think of this, look, a mountaintop. They got to the mountaintop. And then they looked over there and they saw that land. Wow, look at that land. So green. Lots of food. So big that where people could just live. And you know what? They all went because God gave that to them. You know, Moses never stepped foot in there. Moses never, he saw it, Moses saw it, but he never went into it. And there's a reason why. I want you to research it. I want you to look it up. I want you to find out how come Moses never made it into the promised land? How come Moses never, Moses did something great for God. Moses led the Israelites by, by the help of God and brought him out. But he never made it in there. Never made it. Why? 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 Research it. Research it. I'm going to ask you again next week, why? Why? How come Moses never made it? He saw it with his eyes, but he never made it. Now Gideon here, as we talk about Gideon, See, he, he's going to save the, the Israelites again, again. And so look, look at our verse, verse um, 16. The Lord answered, I will be with you and you will strike down all the Midianites, leaving none alive. You know, God always answers that to us. I will be with you. Because what does His Word say? His Word says that I will never leave you nor forsake you. 365 times in the Bible. How many days in one year? 365. Okay, don't be afraid. God is with you every single day. Every single day. Now look at verse 17. Gideon replied, If now I have found favor in your eyes, give me a sign that it is really you talking to me. Please do not go away until I come back and bring my offering and set it before you. And the Lord said, I will wait until you return. <laughs> God and Gideon are talking right here. And then look, God spoke to Gideon. And then Gideon still is, is doubted, hesitant. And he says, give me a sign. Give me a sign. And then he goes, let me go get a, an offering and I will bring it back. And then God says, okay, I'll wait. I'll wait. Now 19, Gideon went inside prepared a young goat, and from an ephah of flour he made bread without yeast, put in the meat in a basket, and its broth in a pot. He brought them out and offered them to him under the oak. The angel of God said to him, Take the meat and the unleavened bread, place them on, a, on this rock, and pour out the broth. And Gideon did so. Then the angel of the Lord touched the meat, and this unleavened bread with the tip of the staff that was in his hand. Fire flared from the rock, consuming the meat and the bread. And the angel of the Lord disappeared. Wow. Look at that offering. That offering that, that, um, that he brought. And he gave it to God. Told him to put it there in the rock. 
touched it with the staff, and guess what happened? That thing just burned up. There's also another, another in the Bible talks about this. Everything that you do is going to be tested. Everything that you do is going to be tested. And whatever you do, and it's going to, it's going to face fire. And, and if it's true, it's, it's, going to, it's not going to burn up. But if, it's, if it was in, in done in vain or done like just, just for looks or just for show or whatever, that thing is going to burn up. That's how, that's how you will be known by your works. If it was pure and true or if it was just done out of carelessness. See, everything that we do for God, you know, we, we gotta we gotta have a heart for God. We gotta have a heart for God. So God calls and he talks to us. He talks to us. He talks to you. Every single one of us. In his name, the name of God, I am. I am. So, God is everything for us. Everything, everything, everything that you need. So, Rico, I asked these guys when they came in. I said, do you have everything that you ever needed? So, let, let me ask you, do you have everything that you need? Okay, do you have everything that you need? See, you're, you're probably thinking worldly stuff. You're probably thinking, oh no, I don't have a car. Yeah, you don't have a car. But is that everything that you need? You're probably thinking, you know, well, I don't, I don't, I don't have anywhere to go. Is that everything that you need? Everything that we need, you have. And what I mean by that is, you have Jesus. Jesus is everything that you need. So, if you get frustrated and you say, I don't have a car to go here, to go there, to go do what I want to do. You have God who will give you that peace. And then that way you feel like, oh, I don't need a car. I'm happy where I'm at. I'm happy where I'm at because I have everything. I have God. I have Jesus. I have Jesus. Now do you see the, the difference? See, God, for us, He's everything that we need. Everything. He's our joy. He's our peace. He's our comforter. He's, he's, our, he's our healer. He's our redeemer. He's our rock, our salvation. All these things. All these things. There's, there's some people, I forgot the name. There's a name of, a, of, a, of a, a famous person. And I think, oh, Justin Bieber. How many of you know Justin Bieber? Okay. Tyrone, do you still listen to Justin Bieber? <laughs> Demetrius, do you still dance to Justin Bieber? Okay. Look, Justin Bieber, who was he? Singer, huh? And, and he became real famous at a young age. Lots of money. Famous. And you know what he said? He could not find happiness. He could not find joy. It's like something was missing. Even though he was famous, even though he had money, even though he had all these things, he wasn't satisfied. Today, all of that changed. You know what? He found Jesus. He found Jesus. He found Jesus. And now, he said, I'm so happy now. I found, I got everything that I need now. Read about it. 
Read about it. Read about it. Even Sylvester Stallone, same thing. You know, he was so unhappy until he found Jesus. Until he found Jesus. See, the world can't offer you anything. Can't happiness, joy, all that nothing. It can't give you that. Only Jesus can give you all of that. Pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. That's who God is. That's who God is. Okay, let's pray. Father, Lord, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you for this day. I thank you, Father, for your love, your mercy. Father God, you are so great, so awesome. Father God, you are the great I am. Father Lord, you are everything that we need. You are everything that we look for, Father God. You give us strength. You give us hope. You give us peace. You give us love. You give us joy, patience, wisdom. Lord God, the list goes on and on and on. And Father Lord, we, we find these things in you. You give these things to us, Father Lord, so, so that we can enjoy everything in you, Father God. Father, we don't look at the world. We look at you, Father God, in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray, Father, for everyone here this evening. Lord, that we will just be happy in you. Lord God, that we will just, you will give us strength, Father God, in the name of Jesus, to do what you have called us to do. Lord, that we will hear your voice, Father Lord. We will be obedient. We will listen to you, Father God, because your word tells us, Lord God, that greater is he that is in us, Father Lord, than he that is in the world. Father Lord, that we are, will do greater things, Father Lord, you have told us. Father God, we just thank you tonight. Thank you today, Father Lord, in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.